Welcome back. We got another episode of The Strange Road for you. What's happening, everybody, in the chat? We got Necro. We got Cryptos of the Corn. Thank you all for joining us tonight. We got a hell of a show for you. I'm your host, Mikey. And, of course, as always, we got Bob Wright and Shotgun. And tonight, we got Disbro and Stoner in Master Control with a special visitor. Oh, yeah. our, our old buddy Toad is hanging out. Hey, Jay Lamb, what's happening? Sess in the city. What's going on, guys? What's they, up? There they are, Master Control, hard at work as usual. Uh, those guys are always making everything look and sound dope. Pushing buttons. Always pushing buttons back there, making working hard. Um, we appreciate the hell out of all you guys. Um, we wanted to do some shout-outs tonight. Um, as you guys may have heard, we launched the merch portal during D.A. Roberts' First of all, shout out to DA and the killer episode we did. That was a lot of fun. Last week with DA, uh, the Halloween special, Cryptids and Creatures Spooktacular with DA Roberts. Good time. Had a great time. But we launched, we launched the merch portal last week, and uh, we wanted to, you know, let all you guys know how much we appreciate you. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Um, the Strange Road Merch Portal is thestrangeroadmerch.com. Um, and the link is up top there as well here in the chat. Um, and then the Facebook group, Strange Road, The Strange Road Podcast. And then YouTube, we always keep these live streams ad-free and all the premieres ad-free. Ad Great way to support the show is obviously the Merch Portal and all the super stickers and super chats. Um, share, like, subscribe, uh, very much appreciated. And then also if you're listening, please share the episodes if you dig it and also give us a rating. Uh, we would love a five-star rating or bust. And, uh, we got some shout outs. We got some shout outs here tonight. There we want to let everybody know. First of all, follow Necromechanimal on Instagram. He's always hard at work making great art for our show and a ton of other shows you guys should go check out. So big shout-out to Necro. Go follow him on Instagram. And uh, big shout-out to Born Not to Run. Born Not to Run, if you're out there in the chat, I see uh, making uh, hitting us up, purchasing some of the hoodies and the merch and T-shirts and so forth. Uh, appreciate that. And Neil and Crystal Stoner hanging out, uh, making some purchases in the yep. merch portal. Also, Chad Stoner, Justin Lamb, Burton, thank you guys for posting. You guys rule. Thank you so much. Uh, boy, TJ Boster, DA Roberts, DA Roberts. DA was buying it while DA. we were announcing it. <laughs> DA bought two items yeah. before we could even give him a referral code. Yep. DA. Like his purchase was complete yeah. before you fully announced it I was open. Even, it was, was hilarious. During his intro, he had a koozie or a coffee mug and a T-shirt. Him and the scene of Forrest <laughs> Gump putting together that gun. <laughs> yep. Just synonymous. That's 100%. all I'll say. Anyways. Uh, and shout out to Meg Mills, who's one of DA's mods yep. on YouTube. Meg rocks. Meg rules. She's been super active on our channel, watching a bunch of her videos. Uh, my old buddy from back home, TJ Hess. We got Caroline, Sarah, and Bup sister Jamie. Hey, Much hey, love, Jamie and Ryan. It. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Uh, we appreciate the support. Love uh, to know what you guys think. We got some feedback in the chat, too, about the quality yep, and the hoodies yep. and the shirts. And That's right. We love that you guys are loving the stuff. We appreciate, you know, your opinions on it, what you think. Yep. We want to make sure people are happy with it, you know. Yeah, hit us up um, if you got any issues. Yeah. And, and right now, I did extend, guys, the the code free ship all caps, there one we go. word, F-R-E-E-S-H-I-P. Use that code. If you haven't gotten a T-shirt or a mug or a koozie or a hoodie, use that. Save yourself some, some money on shipping. They're great Thanksgiving gifts. 
yeah, Thanksgiving, Christmas is coming up. There you go. Um, who else we got in here? We got Chasing Mound Builders, Backyard yep. TV, Nancy, Welcome, what Prometheus up? Lens. Um, got some interesting com- stuff coming up with uh, a little collaboration with Prometheus Lens. You guys should go check out uh, his channel as well and podcast. But much love to all you guys. That orange joint is so cool. <laughs> About to grab one of those. Cool. Use that free shipping code, Chasing Mound Builders, yep. for yep. sure, dude. Yep. Um, but hey, let's dive right into it. Did I miss anything? I think we're good. I, I never know. Well, I don't that's think a good sign then. I, yeah, I think we're good. All right, guys, buckle up. Here we go. Let's get into it. Heading into it. Uh, this is a local headline of strange. You know, Columbus, we generate a little <laughs> bit of strange here. <laughs> God, that was jarring. <laughs> Jesus. Stoner put that image up on my monitor. And it went, whoa, hello. Okay, I'm ready. Cryptids of the corn, what's happening? Are you? What's happening? Sorry. Jeez. There we go. Sorry, guys. Take two. Go ahead, bub. You look like the guy down the hall. I went to the bathroom. This is a segue. I went to the bathroom the other day. And for just, you know, when you like break somebody out of a thought when they're zoned out and then yeah, just scare happens them to me all the time, I didn't even, I didn't even say hi to this guy. He just, just, he just saw me yeah. and he went, hey, uh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, sorry. I was like, after he did that, then I was like, I just laughed and I was like, Hey man, I've done that before too. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. God, it was funny. Okay. <laughs> that just that he bought this picture. Of, Whoa. Hello. <laughs> and it cost you to do that. It was too funny. <laughs> Oh, man. Compose, compose. I'm going to get through this whole story trying to not crack up too much. But um, (laughs) So an Ohio woman is accused of carrying out, and this is from October 26th of this year. This is a... In, in the makings. We talked about this a little bit on... We mentioned it. Something. We mentioned it. We touched on it. Yeah. But, yeah, with DA. Yeah, we talked about it with DA. We didn't go fully deep into it. But anyways, this this woman here in Ohio is accused of carrying out uh, these, quote-unquote, serial killings of at least four men here in Columbus. She allegedly lured them to uh, hotels with the promise of sex. However, uh, the woman instead would fatally drug the men before stealing their belongings, uh, according to the attorney general. So uh, Rebecca Auburn was charged on September 11th with aggravated robbery, felonious assault, murder, corruption of another with drugs, trafficking in drugs, and uh, the illegal uh, manufacture of drugs. On Wednesday, authorities announced new charges for Auburn. A 33-year-old from uh, Columbus is now facing four counts of murder, uh, four counts of involuntary manslaughter, five counts of aggravated robbery, five counts of felonious assault, five counts of corrupting another with drugs, one count of tampering with evidence, and four counts of trafficking in drugs, all felonies. Now, I'll also just say this as a side note. This is what they know about so far. Who knows how how far this goes with it? Right? <laughs> Nancy said she lured them. Hey, right. That's hey, what we were talking about. Hello. I'm just glad that I don't have to. You know what I mean? I, you're with me. Everybody's with me here, right? Like Pennywise in a sewer is more enticing. <laughs> but anyhow, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> she would lure the Johns in. Uh, you know, with with her uh, enticements, and then she would dose them and you know basically steal her stuff. Um, she admitted to the detectives that she uh, had a mix of uh, fentanyl that she uh, put in one of the men, uh, gentleman's crack pipe after meeting him for sex. In that case, uh, Aub- Auburn told detectives she knew the man was overdosing but took his vehicle and debit card, according to court records. So that's also kind of, you know, again, that's disconcerting. Um, maybe I thought maybe she was just like dosing them to like try to subdue them, but 
It's trying to kill uh, She's not like an anesthesiologist. Let's just be honest. No. Like she's not out there making calculations. She's eyeballing that stuff. Like, yeah. That looks like enough. Cracking a little rock off, throwing yeah. it in the crack pipe. Yeah. And I think the overall silver lining comes from Attorney, uh, Attorney General Dave Yost when he described the death as serial killings. And he said, quote, don't buy sex in Ohio. It ruins lives and could cost you yours. I mean, oh, okay. That's a great, great call there, Kyle. Uh, we're going to try to be very gentle about <laughs> how we describe what's going on here in this picture. But the reason that this is also kind of shocking and, and a lot of our viewers are asking in the chat right now, like, how did she lure people in? Because like. With drugs. Hey, I got some. Crack. I think it's got to be the go it's, it's, party. Oh, it's the drugs. Come on over to the hotel. It's the drugs. You know, it's, you're up for a couple days on crack. You're not making the best decisions. You're in some rundown hotel. You end up with this yeah. lovely lady. You want to try to explain? Let's just say Julia Roberts didn't offer crack with her services. She was just no. a ten. Yeah. This lady's got to offer a little something extra. Mm-hmm. So she is, uh, you know, wearing a strawberry red wig <clears> of some sort. That's got to be right. We talked about that. That's not her. And this is her She's mugshot. So we're 30, trying to 33 years. Who knows? Old. Maybe she was rocking a better set before that. But she just kind of has that look that she's been guarding the ring of power for like 300 years underneath a long. mountain. Yeah. Hunting fish in the dark. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So that's we're going to leave it at that. I'm going to try not to copyright infringe too much on her aesthetic overall appearance. But if you want to see, you know, keep an eye out because that story is probably going to develop more. Yeah, there's supposed to be a bunch more potential victims where a, some Johns or some folks had died in a very similar situation. And so they're trying to connect the dots going back to her. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read it. Can't you got to read, read it. No, we can't. That was what? okay. Yeah, <laughs> boy. Okay. Anyways, moving on. We're going to go to this next headline. That's kind of interesting. So everybody was trying to decorate for Halloween, and if you went down to this uh, thrift store in Florida here recently, you would have had like you know, what do they call it? The real McCoy, right? If you had had this one, you would have had a real human skull that was found for sale in this Florida thrift store's Halloween section. Uh, this is from November fifth, and this uh, it comes from. Um, uh, W-E-S-H Channel 2 News out of uh, Florida is from what it looks like. And it says, skulls are common decorations in stores during Halloween, but usually they're made in a factory, not taken from actual dead people. We can all agree upon that, you know. Um, but this thrift store in Fort Myers learned on Saturday that it was selling an unusual item when one of its shoppers noticed that one of the skulls in the Halloween section was actually real, um, according to Lee County Sheriff's Office. So what happened was apparently... There was a patron in the store that was a anthropologist, so someone that would know these things. And as they went around the store and, you know, item to item, it was kind of, you know, just that recognition pattern would be so unmistakable. They were just like, that's a skull. Don't you, how, do you think you would start to get concerned if you're in that store? Like, would you, I think I'd get a little bit like my, my spidey, Anxiety. my spidey yeah. senses would tingle a little bit. I'd start looking for an exit. Yeah. Try to or cool you, my breath down. You would ask the guy probably 10,000 questions. Probably would, but I'd be close to the door. Yeah. But anyhow, the anthropologist, you know, basically recognized it, pointed it out, you know, alerted authorities. Um, despite this, this is the weirdest part, which I get it. You know, 
It's a needle in a haystack of six, seven billion people on this planet, although you could shave it down to probably the continental U.S. or whatever contiguous uh, United States. Um, they don't care. They yeah. said it's probably not suspicious. Yep. What if that's the Andy Dufresne of serial killers? You're just peppering skulls around in, you know, thrift stores. Yeah, maybe. You know, Andy's digging out the wall and he's throwing it out in the yard. <laughs> you got Dahmer just dropping off skulls. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's Look, kind of when they, they get off to the end of where they just they're trying to get caught or they're they're enticing the police in some way. You have that a lot. Like BTK, <sighs> he started writing letters. Yeah, way he could totally got away with it. Started writing the cops letters. Well, after he had really slowed down because he really really wanted that. You know, he they, wanted the notoriety. He wanted to be famous. Well, they can't help themselves. They're in the limelight. They're bathing in it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's like the, uh, 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 what is it? It's not Red Dragon. What's the other one? Is it? It's not Red Dragon. What's, the, what's the next one? Yeah, to- no, it is Topher Red Dragon. Hoffman, you are not banned already, dude. No, yeah, absolutely not. No. Hey, look at that. We got, no, uh, no, you're good. What's the one with Edward <laughs> Norton? Is it Red Dragon? Yeah. I can't remember. But he basically mm-hmm. says, like, why would you stop with that power? Like, serial yeah. killers. Why would you, you feel like God? Like you're controlling things, mm-hmm. you don't stop. But anyhow, let's. We won't go too deep on that. We'll leave her. Yeah, like Ed Kemper chasing mound builders. Ed Kemper oh, was the oh baby. He was the uh, co-ed college killer, college the co-ed campus, killer. Yeah, um, but he's the guy that basically got him caught. Was he cut his mom's head off, and then felt bad about it and called into the police, who he'd been having beers with for years, inserting himself into. He the, was basically at the local bar. And called these cops that he was friends with because he had been drinking beers with them for years. Right. Inserting himself into these investigations that he was the one killing all these people. Chasing Mound Builder said, but he was so likable. He that was dude, very likable. That's that, the craziest thing about it. And they feature likeable. him in that show, uh, Mind, Mind Hunters, which is some reason never got Look at, but okay, you want to talk about likable? Look at Ted Bundy. Well, Ted Bundy was a like. A lot of people behind the scenes didn't like Ted Bundy. On the outside, in the trial, a lot of these women became obsessed with him because he was kind of good I'm just, no, 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 no. But no, he wasn't no, you're really missing that my point. You're missing my point. He was good at getting women. He, yeah. He was good at coaxing his victims. That's yeah. what I'm saying, likable. Mm-hmm. That's what we're saying with, like, Ed Kemper. Yeah. Ed Kemper's so likable, he could in, even insinuate, you know, insert himself in the investigation. Yeah. They just thought that he was their buddy. Well, hey, man, you know. I'm not here to like. He tell turned you, like, himself in. They would have never caught Ed Kemper if he, if he didn't want them. Well, to catch that's him. also what DA said. That's the spooky, creepy stuff. Yeah, the good ones you never catch. Yeah, and also like the off-road truckers. I've heard a friend of ours say of one time. Truckers. Basically, her statement was, "What'll really freak you out is the ones they don't catch." Because mm-hmm. we were talking about serial killers and how much it freaked me out, and then she was like, "But it's also going to really freak you out the ones they don't catch." And I was like, "I've never considered that." Yeah, you always just think about it like they've caught them all. Mm-hmm. Probably have caught less. They probably caught less serial killers than we have of identified UFOs on record. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've caught a lot of serial killers. We probably know it doesn't make big headlines anymore. Do you notice that in the nineties, eighties, seventies, serial killer? Now a lot of mass shootings and stuff get a lot of headlines. What happened to serial killers? Serial they just killers are kind of on the bench now. They didn't and just stop. As far as the meat, they no. didn't just stop. Well, look, we got an old girl here. They didn't just stop. You know, <laughs> she's spiking JV. crack pipes. She's with, JV. She's pretty JV. She's not like and murder house, like mm-hmm. you know, HR Holmes. There you HH go. HH Holmes. Let's let's okay. Dahmer. Let's put it to, just let's put it down. 
the serial killers are done for today. Yep. All right. Next, moving on. This is uh, from BigThink.com, and it is from November 26th of this year. And this one is an interesting one pulled out by the wizard, Kyle himself. Wait, it's not November 26th yet. It's from November 26th of last year. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> there we go. I looked at that a little too quickly. Sorry. Bright screens, bright lights, and squinting. Um, this is a, an interesting one. It says doppelgangers share similar genetics and behaviors, study discovers. So let's say that again. Doppelgangers. People that just one look our, alike have no genetic subjects. No genetic relation still have similar genetics and behaviors. This is so weird. So um Basically, a new study by a researcher in Spain shows that human lookalikes, quote-unquote, or doppelgangers who have similar facial features also tend to share many genetic similarities and also share certain lifestyle attributes. So it's not just that they look alike. They might act alike. They might buy the same things. They might – it's so weird. It's like when you have a, a twin separated at birth and they're like they both marry somebody named Susie or George and mm-hmm. like they get a dog and name it, you know, like Silly Putty or something stupid. Like where it just doesn't make sense. Um, the research published in the journal Cell Reports provides some insight into the molecular genetic mechanisms that contribute to construction of the face. The authors say these findings could eventually be applied to forensics by enabling predictions of facial structure from DNA. So basically, they could tell what you look like from your DNA. Hmm. I, 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 man, I'm going to have to catalog that thought for later on in this article, but I'll bring it back up. Okay. The experiment... Ricky Joshi of the Joseph Carreras Leukemia Research Institute in Barcelona and his colleagues collected headshots of 32 pairs of unrelated lookalikes from the photographs of Canadian artist, artist, artist Francois Brunel, who has been collecting photographs of lookalikes since 1999. Joshi and his colleagues used three different facial recognition algorithms to analyze the photographs to determine the similarities between each pair. 25 of the pairs were classified as being very similar. So 25 pairs of these people were very similar by at least two of the algorithms, and half were matched by all three uh, with scores comparable to those of identical twins, which is kind of crazy. They then contacted all of the people in the photographs that they had chosen and asked them to complete you know, a questionnaire about their lifestyle and to submit a sample of saliva. So if you looked enough alike that you almost look like a twin, they were like, all right, let's go a step further. Let's also figure out what your habits are, and let's look at your genetic makeup and profile, right? And so interesting study. So the researchers extracted DNA from the saliva samples and analyzed it in three different ways. They, one, compared each participant's genome by mapping more than 4.3 million genetic variants called single nucleotide polymorphisms, or SNPs. Two, they looked at the participants' epigenomes by comparing over 850,000 DNA modification sites. And last, they used RNA sequencing to compare the participants' microbiomes. So this is where uh, the results came in. The analysis revealed that nine of the 16 very similar pairs of uh, individuals shared over 19,200 SNPs or single nucleo... Oh, my God. What's that say again? single nucleotide polymorphisms um, in more than 3,700 genes and that these similarities were not due to any shared ancestry. So they had a lot of commonalities going on. No genetic twining. Yeah, how does that work? You know, I mean, I don't. 
It reminds me of our brother Jordan just saying his, his, his statement of God's running out of faces when you see people that look mm-hmm. like each other everywhere. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, he just he, he did, couldn't come up with another face. He just used the same one again. And it says, furthermore, these ultra lookalikes who also shared physical characteristics such as weight and height, as well as habits and behaviors like smoking at an educational level, suggesting that the shared genetic variants influence not only physical appearance, but lifestyle also. Uh, I mean... That's basically the long and short of that article. But again, I think the meat and potatoes of that is a a significant thing. Like for so long, it was, you know, maybe we'll find out more. Maybe they'll keep digging more and it could get even freakier. I think the doppelganger thing isn't. What if the doppelgangers are just you and it's another parallel universe reality of you split here? That's what I I like. The more you and anti matter you. The more fun doppelganger. It's like the Seinfeld episode where they had. Alternate George. Yeah. The more fun is like Tom's do- doppelganger story. Bro. That's those like, are real doppelgangers. No, but those are two different types of doppelgangers. That's but what these, I'm saying. These are doppelgangers. Yeah. Then there's doppelgangers. The more fun doppelganger is there's the... Paranormal doppels. Like the alternate universe doppelgangers. Yeah. Or, you know, the... Cryptid doppels. Mm-hmm. That's the more fun one. Where it's somehow but, there's like a parallel universe that's happening at the same time. So people are experiencing you in a different dimension. But really, stop, stop. you're over here. But no, you are you were just there. No, I wasn't. I Wait. was here the whole time. I was never over there. You know, that's, what that's if, the more paranormal doppelganger. What if game. paranormal doppels somehow are alternate universe doppels of you? Mm-hmm. That somehow on a different timeline manifest into this plane. Sure, yeah, and of course Tom being super strange, he's got some kind of thing going on where he's just spiritually tapped into the doppelganger, tapped into some kind of well, doppelganger. Yeah, the well of the doppelgangers. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're just into strange stuff, <laughs> and he lives in Serpent Mountain Impact uh, Crater, which is obviously a portal, and we love among, Tom among other things. Tom's so great. Um, we've been talking about getting Tom back on the show. We have. Um, I, I talked to his wife, Terry, and uh, Tom, we're going to make it happen. Yeah. Definitely one of the most popular episodes we've ever done. It's episode 10, guys. If you if you guys are kind of new listeners and you want to check out a fantastic episode, episode Very 10 good. with Thomas Johnson. We all, all also did a mini documentary with him, uh, The Serpent Mount Impact Crater, where Tom has been doing this tour for 20 years. And we ended up filming it and making a really cool video for him. Um, and it's up on our YouTube page. But Thomas yeah. Johnson, also, if you guys are in the area of Serpent Mountain, go check out the Alternate Universe Rock Shop right there in Peebles, across the road from the Dollar General. Amazing people. Buy some crystals. Buy some sage. Um, hang out with Tom. Grab a story or two. Have I was him, about to say. He'll hook you up Strike with some up a story. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. He'll get you. You won't leave disappointed. And you'll probably get... Uh, more than you bargained for, you might have another destination stop off. Yep. Tom can probably point you in a lot of different directions or answer any questions. And uh, he's just, again, just all around great dude. Great dude. Uh, next one we have is actually a video from X or Twitter. I'm still getting used to redubbing that. And I'm this not, is. I'm just going to call it Twitter. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't know Kurt Russell was a pilot. Yeah. I, I, think I didn't I know heard he was, that. I didn't know that. You know, not like I know his personal life history, but. So I thought this was interesting. Do you know so, Kurt Russell was a pro baseball player? Shot your face. Yep. His dad owned a professional minor league baseball team, and he was the second baseman. That's insane. He played pro baseball for about two years before he went into Hollywood. 
That's amazing. Yeah, it's a great documentary, Battered Bastards of Baseball on Netflix. It's about Kurt Russell, his dad, Bing Russell, who was in like 150 Westerns. Jeez. Worked with Ronald Reagan. Not what you would call a lightweight. He was the the sheriff on Bonanza for like 15 seasons. That's Bing Russell, Kurt Russell's dad. So he was kind of like a B actor, Western actor. He bought a minor league baseball team. What was his name? And was a wild man. What was his name? Bing Russell. Bing. Bing Russell. Great documentary ah, called The Battered Bastards of Baseball. And Kurt love Russell it. was the second baseman for his dad's team, where they basically whooped everybody in this league and they started sending down major league players to beat them in the final playoffs. They didn't win the championship because all the mainstream, the the old school, the old guard of baseball hated being Russell. So they started sending down pro players to beat him in a minor league game. This is ridiculous. It's real. This is like the longest they, yard or they something. Put, it is. It's the real it's story, hilarious. but the baseball version of long, without That's prison. freaking funny, man. You know, without huh. hard criminals. That's well, funny. some of the guys were criminals. Well, apparently, he's also a pilot. He does a lot. And in this clip, Talented I'll kind of set it up. Uh, he talks about uh, a piloting experience he had. And, and a realization he didn't come to until many years later. So uh, we roll this and kind of kind of like I, what's going I, on here. Just a couple of years earlier, learned to fly. So I was still at a period in my life where any excuse to fly would do. He wanted to go to Phoenix to see a friend, and I said, "Sure, mm-hmm. I'll What's fly." <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so we flew to. We were my dad Phoenix. wouldn't drive me yeah, to right. the wall, <laughs> by the way. Dude, my mom forgot me at basketball practice. <laughs> I remember. Maybe that. bowling. That was it. <laughs> so we're going into it's Phoenix, crazy. and uh, oh, yeah. we're well, I think we're Sky Harbor, and. There's these bank of lights, six lights, uh, in the shape of a triangle going back right over the airport. And I'm looking at them as I'm coming in. I'm, you know, on the, on the horn talking to them and I'm coming in. And I, I'm not saying anything about it because I'm kind of confused by it. But it, I can't tell if this is going to be an issue or not with landing. How do you not see And that? Oliver said, yeah. uh, hey, Pa, He's just what are those lights? And it was, and I said, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they are. And so anyway, I called up the tower and <laughs> I said, what are you guys painting tonight like over, the, over the airport? And they said, we're not showing anything. What, what are you seeing? I said, well, there's six lights in a row. Yeah. And they report said, do you want to report this? And I said, ah, look, I, I can't identify it. It's flying and it's six objects. <laughs> so that's what it is, right? So we landed. I dropped him <laughs> off, flew home. Years later... I come, I come home, and Goldie's watching this show on UFOs. And the most reported one of all time was this one in Phoenix. And I'm watching. I start to see this show, and I said, wait a minute. That's the night Ollie and I were landing in Phoenix. I remember that. So crazy. And I, had, I, I said, wait a minute. I've got it in my, in my logbook. So no I went to my logbook, and of the I didn't mention yeah. anything about the, the reporting the UFO. But my, but my, li- my flight was locked. So I said, yeah, and, and on the show they talked about 20,000 people reporting it and only one um, general aviation pilot. And I said, that's, that's me. <laughs> that's <insane>. One <laughs> pilot. So the weirdest part of that Kurt to me, though, was Russell. I'd never thought about it from the time I landed never until I saw it. that TV show. And when I saw Oliver the next day, he hadn't either. Really? I thought that was kind of bizarre. That's when you know you have an interesting life, when so, you go like, yeah, UFO. Kind of that's <laughs> What he's what talking is, about is the Phoenix Lights. It is. No, 100%. Yeah. No, 100%. That was the same that's, night. That's crazy. His flight log. He's confirmed as the only general aviation pilot flight yeah. log that night that called in and said something. Yeah. 
which is nuts. But finding that clip, yeah, it was just kind of interesting. But, you know, Kurt and Goldie. Uh, oh, by the way, very underrated movie, Overboard. Oh, Kurt Russell. God, it's a great film. And, Back and in the Goldie Hawn. <laughs> She falls she gets overboard, amnesia, gets amnesia, off her yacht or whatever and it is. He's like some kind of hillbilly with uh, like schlub. twenty, like ten kids. Yeah, it's a good and film. They trick her into being their mother. <laughs> That's a great. What is that like? Nineteen eighty-eight or nine? Yeah, definitely great eighties. It was definitely a video store rental pickup. Mm-hmm. You know, nice durable plastic case. But that's crazy. I mean, Kurt Make Russell sure. was a Be part of history. Rewind. Oh, you know, Phoenix. He's a big Lights. part of my history growing up. Watched a lot of Kurt Russell movies. And if you want to know... Big Trouble in Little China? Great film. Jesus. <laughs> Lopan. Another wonderful bit of trivia about Kurt Russell in Escape from L.A. Yeah. He hit that shot, the basketball shot. Right. They filmed in that until he Dude, hit I it. I told you, he's a he's an athlete. He's a, a, kind of a perfectionist. Yeah. I wonder how many... Don't. Don't. <laughs> perfectionist. All right. So... To just roll right out of Kurt's, you know, uh, UFO encounter and into a um, anecdote from his wife, Goldie Hawn, in mm-hmm. this next article mm-hmm. from Fox 4 News um, from October 30th of this year. And the headline says, Goldie Hawn says, quote, she made contact with aliens and said they touched my face. It's a bold statement. We're going to figure out what this means. Goldie Hawn recalled making contact with, quote, two or three extraterrestrial beings who touched her face when she was 20 years old. That's amazing. The 77-year-old actress noted that she had never shared the story as she recounted her experience during the latest episode of the Apple Fitness Plus audio experience, Time to Walk. During the episode, Han remembered wishing to be visited by extraterrestrials while she was working as a dancer in Anaheim, California. This is a direct quote. She says, that was a time when, you know, there was a lot of UFO sightings. Um, I remember this so clearly. I went outside my door and I sat on the little ledge. I looked up at the dark sky and I saw all these stars. And all I could think was, how far does this go? How little are we? Are we the only planet in the whole wide universe that has life on it? She continued, I said, I know you're out there. I know we're not alone. And I would like to meet you one day. Wow. About three or four months later, Han recalled that she was dancing in West Covina, California, which is very close to a desert. The overboard star said that she asked one of her. <laughs> Why did they drop I overboard? <laughs> Hold on, I don't. Know. I actually didn't even read this article. I didn't either. And the fact that they dropped overboard I out of all was she was oh, in many funny. many films, but overboard. Oh, that's so is funny. the one they picked to reference. You gotta love synchronicities, right? That's too funny. The overboard star said that she was asked. She asked one of her best friends if she could take a nap in her car after she became very tired during a rehearsal. That's interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. She said, I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I didn't just lie down on the bleachers. So I said, after getting to her friend's car and preparing to sleep, the actress said that she heard a strange noise. And there's another quote. I got this high-pitched sound in my ear. It was this high frequency. Oh, the old high-frequency yep. sound. The D.C. native then looked out of the car window and saw these two or three triangular-shaped heads. They were silver in color, mm. slashed for a mouth, tiny little nose, no ears. They were pointing at me, pointing at me in the car as if they were discussing me like I was a subject. And they were droning. Han said she suddenly found that she was unable to move. I was paralyzed, she explained, and I thought, oh, my God, I want to get up. I didn't know if it was real or not real. Mm-hmm. Actress said that she finally burst out of her state of paralysis. It was like bursting out of a force field. 
Of course, I go back to all the kid stuff, and I went, oh, my God, I think I made contact with outer space. And then Han began to wonder if she had simply dreamt the incident until all these books came out that were written by people who said they had also had the similar experiences with UFOs and made contact with aliens. She then remembered that the individuals described being paralyzed and hearing a high-pitched second, uh, high-pitched sound during their encounters with the uh, ETs. She said, I started looking at this as something that might be real. Years later, she visited the University of Illinois Champaign, where she met an astrophysicist. During their conversation, she told him that she believed she had an experience in which she was visited by beings from outer space. And she said, I want to talk to you about that. I've basically been researching this for 25 years, and I'd like to know your experience. Um, after he began asking her questions about the aliens, Han recalled that it was like regression therapy, right? So mm-hmm. the more she talked well, about it, the more it like, and that's what happens, right? I, it's like anything else. The more you talk about something that either yeah. like, whether it's you're learning something new or you're trying to remember something, you build those pathways up better. You know, actually memories are really, really difficult because. Well, the regression therapy thing within the UFO community kind of lost a little bit of well, respect. She didn't go into regression therapy. She did she not. She said it was like. Like regression. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just the exercise of talking through it yeah. helped her understand it better. It'd be like, okay, if we went and saw a movie and then afterwards we went through it and talked about the movie. Yeah. Or if we saw a football game, what about this play? That you know, you you yeah, talk about it, you down. build those memories up of this play, that play, whatever. By talking about it. Yes. Yeah. But she said just talking about it was like therapy. So she said, just talking about it, she she uh, fell into a trance and began to remember details about her encounter from years ago. She said they touched my face. She said they touched my face and it felt like the finger of God. Hmm. It was the most benevolent, loving feeling. Hmm. She continued as she became emotional. This was powerful. It was filled with light. Han went on to recount another paranormal event that experienced um, that she experienced while on a trip with a friend to the English village of Avebury. Is it Avebury? Avebury. I don't know how to say that. Sorry, England. Avebury, a few years earlier. Um, it was a certain time when the crop circles would come up, she said. So now we were going out for me to learn about them. What are these crop circles about? The Christmas Chronicle star then, so now that she's a Christmas, Christmas Chronicle Chronicles. star. Oh, and Kurt That's... Russell was in that too, wasn't he? Wasn't he <laughs> Santa Claus Jesus in that? Yeah. All right. The star... Boy, they're really <laughs> not reading any more of those drops Kurt of movies. Sorry, Goldie. I love your films too, but whatever. Uh, in the she... Army Now? Isn't yeah. that one of them? Just stop. She was a, an Army recruit? This is, like, this is like an article with hurdles, and I am hitting every one of them. Um all right, the Christmas Chronicle star then said that she had a dream about a valley across from a, a few small mountains. And she said, I saw these six, light, six lights come up over the mountain. I said, oh, goody, they're here. They're finally here. The following morning, Han woke up and drove out to Avebury where she was told about another crop circle had emerged the night before. Oh, little crop circle action. And she said, I thought, let's go. We get to the spot, and by God, I was standing on this hill looking down over a valley that was dark. She continued, that was exactly the spot in my dream and a crop sickle, crop sickle, crop circle of just a heart. Yeah. It wasn't anything else. Usually it's the tree of life. It's something geometric. And she said, they all said, we've never seen anything like this before. Han remembered that she began freaking out because hearts have always had special significance for her. I have collected hearts my whole life, she said. Wow, that's wild. I built a house of hearts. I've done everything with hearts. I looked at this thought. I looked at this and I thought, I don't know anything, but if this is a sign, I'll take it. We'll never know. I'll never know. And I kind of like it that way, she added. 
We cut ourselves off from a lot of things. If we continue to deny some things that we do not have control over, she noted. There's a lot of things in this world that we can't see, but mm-hmm. we can't stop believing. We can never lose our wonder, Han continued. It's just no fun. It's really an important aspect of being an adventurer where nothing is impossible. Dang, man. I didn't know that. I mean, it, I not that and I knew that they were into the UFO stuff as Nancy much. Nancy had a good that. point. They are a couple. I didn't realize they were still married. Are, Goldie is, and Kurt, yeah. Are they still married? Absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah. That's like the longest lasting Hollywood marriage maybe been, ever. Been a long run. Yeah. It's a long I remember, run. I know they were married a long time. I just, I didn't think they were still together. But did they talk about Kurt Russell and his UFO experience in that article? No. I, yeah. So that's, they just dropped all the movies her husband was in. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I didn't know that she was that. Uh, a lot of Hollywood people are into weird stuff like astronomy astrology you know tarot cards and it's you know it's pretty prevalent i had a tarot reading we had a tarot reading done in uh god man where was it grand rapids oh yeah that's right michigan have you ever talked about that i don't you know me it's hard to explain that kind of stuff you know me and how you gotta kind of be there but you know me and how i remember things too i don't <laughs> I just don't. Well, they pulled the 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 flaming sword, but I don't really remember what I, that means. <laughs> I remember things in such a different way, in just a feeling. I categorize so, okay. things How about just this? as feelings. Let me ask you this question. I, I guess I'd say. It was a good feeling having After a tarot card reading, reading. I'd have another. Did one. you feel like the cards that were pulled? Because kind of like how we. Oh, had, they were a hundred percent on. Spot. We did the Native the American spot. Spirit Wheel cards in Sedona. I got hit so a, like that, like where it was like, Perfect. oh my god! Even Kevin, Perfect. our guide, was like, oh my god, this is so wild! I can't believe you guys pulled these cards. This is insane. Yes, he was totally freaked out. They were on the money. The lady, the the girl Amazing. that did our reading was just like. This is it Grand Rapids? Yeah. It was great. Grand Rapids was great. Michigan's it was great. a wonderful experience. Hey, by the way, everybody, Ohio just legalized marijuana. There you go. How about Put that? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Hey. And Legally. The, and the Republicans are already trying to dismantle it. Are they really? Oh, yeah. Why would you do that? Try to put a bunch of, like, limits. This and, is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Just let me, you know, just let us all be free. When yeah. I say free, free, free. I mean. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We're all adults here. We'll see what happens. Come on, Ohio. You're way behind the eight ball anyways. Yeah. It's about damn time. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you want to see this next clip? Yeah, let's do it. You like this video, and this is why I put this one in. This is yeah. for Mikey. This is a uh, another uh, little old me social media clip. But uh, this is John Frum. Sorry, Kyle. You're probably like, which one? Because there's two, but this is John Frum. By the way, Stoner's dad said there's 10 Disney movies Kurt Russell's in. <laughs> That's a, the well. It makes sense. He's an all-time champion. So if you can, you can. We'll just play this actually, uh, and we'll give a little highlight of this. But anybody that uh, isn't watching and just listening, American soldiers were sent to certain isolated islands in the South Pacific to build airfields and military installations. Right. When the war was over, they went home, and a very curious thing happened. This is so. The natives of these islands, isolated from the outside world, lived virtually in the Stone Age until the Americans came and went. Very soon afterwards, the natives began making straw and bamboo fetishes resembling airplanes, crude landing surfaces on their islands to tempt the visitors back. Yeah, look at this. 
this is so, so this whole tribe on top of this like and Mesa now they're showing and they got this like wicker wooden airplane effigy and it looks pretty damn close it looks just to like a, it. a single prop plane I mean, then they're all lined up. They built these runways. It's a runway. For those of you just listening. And they're all lined up on each side, bent down, hoping that this fetish. Yeah, sitting on the ground, waiting. These the gods, had which are just really white with them from the skies. Just two airmen from the Fantastic war. Yeah. Sky machines they'd never um, dreamed but, of. <clears throat> so, if you guys have ever seen ancient aliens and the little golden pin that yeah, Giorgio Seleucus that Giorgio Seleucus makes, yeah, that he's always got the pin. Giorgio's that, pin, yeah. That's that's a from a Peruvian artifact that was found. These little gold fetishes that right. look exactly like airplanes, right? And he wears those those replicas. Well, and that's why I love these videos. And yeah, it's it's like that. Right to where these show ancient visitors had appeared in Peru, and they end up making all this artwork that looks like, but here's the you know thing. airplanes and helicopters, and here's the thing that happened. Who knows what the timeline is, uh, is of where the Peruvian fetishes were created from, or what the what the inspiration was. But for, that was right? before the airplane was invented. I get it. I get it. I get it. I totally you know. Get it. That's and what I'm saying. they built a model and flew it. Well, they put it, it in it an aerodynamic. Flew. They put it in an aerodynamic chamber too to test it. Yeah, and it worked to make sure it was aerodynamic, yeah. and stable, and sound, and functional, and it's physically. Yeah. Hey, Necro said I have that pin. Nice, brother. I, I do too. Hell, Le- yeah. Legend gave me that pin. I still our, have that at home. Our friend dressed up as Giorgio Tsoukalos as Halloween one year. It was exactly so like him. So good. And he's tall and skinny. It was. He looked perfect. just like him. Um, but yeah, so I, I, you know, these kind of instances. Um, we're watching something in real time yeah. where like we have this stratification of like we're in a modern airplane flying around. We have these third world civilizations yeah. and tribal hunter gatherers that are, you know, we're interacting with in, in modern times and causing these kind of like rifts and in, in, in complexes where like they're sitting there trying to call us in like deities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like the, the uh, backwoods bat signal. Yeah. It's wild. Because, you know, look at ancient times. They want to kind of attribute a lot of really amazing, like Gobekli Tepe, for example. They say that all of those people were tribal people that came together and made those, you know, right before essentially the end of the Younger Dryas. So somehow they knew that the end of their world was happening. Oh, I see what you're saying. So all of these farmers and hunter-gatherers banded together and started building these megalithic structures. And, and people have always thought, well— you know, you have all these big civilizations and ancient ancient technology that was really advanced. But guess what? Just like today, there's still hunter-gatherers now living together 100%. with us. 100%. So a lot of archaeologists, and, and they look at, like, well, these were only hunter-gatherers. Maybe, maybe there was advanced civilizations just like now where there were hunter-gatherers living alongside people that were building pyramids and using sound technology and and had all this wild technology. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, there's still people living off the land and and hunting and gathering. And Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Are you ready for your mind to be blown again? Yes. And, and this is actually something I really like too, and I think this was a, a Kyle article. Um, I think we talked about this. And this went back to the Habmasovs and the water going away and then the flying machines. And we had the discussion where I was like, 
the bathtub being drained of the water mm -hmm. and what we'll find at the bottom of the tub right. being the earth. You know, if, if we heat it up and say if we, you know, the, the sun heated up so much, it melted all the ice and it melted all the water and we could see to the bottom of the ocean, we could get to all these places and what would we find? Because there's a lot that's buried, not just under rubble and earth. There's a lot so under water. Tons. If, there's a lot underwater. If all that flooding happened and the melting of the ice age. Just under the ocean. Yonaguni, of off the water, islands, off yeah, the coast of, it, of continents. Let's say it the sea levels rose 10 feet. That's right a, now. That's a That's lot. Miami Jesus. gone. Yeah. That's oh, New yeah. York City gone. Oh, that's yeah. San Diego and L.A. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. A lot of water. A lot of, a lot of land would be underwater if that's how much the water increased in height. Uh, but, yeah, so the article is ancient rock carvings revealed receding Amazon waters amid drought. Um, oh, sorry. Ancient rock carvings revealed by receding Amazon waters amid drought. So the water's going down. Guess what? There's stuff down there. There's carvings. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Human faces and other, and this comes from, sorry, the guardian.com on Tuesday, 24th of October, 23 human faces and other figures etched in stone up to 2000 years ago have been revealed on Amazon riverbanks as historic drought in the Brazilian region has brought water levels to unprecedented lows. The petroglyphs, which include animals and other natural forms, have been revealed on the shores of the Rio Negro at an archaeological site known as the Ponta das Lajes, or Good. Place of Slabs. Researchers estimate the markings to be between 1,000 and 2,000 years old. Carvings had previously been sighted during a severe drought in 2010 when the Rio Negro's water levels dropped to 13.63 meters, then an all-time low. They reemerged this month with more markings appearing as the waters receded further. Amid an unusually dry season with scientists, uh, or sorry, which uh, scientists attribute to the El Nino weather pattern. I am El Nino. <laughs> All tropical storms must bow before El Nino. Sorry. El Nino is Spanish for? The Nino. There you go. <laughs> Let's get, just go for the full, full cycle. Um, El Nino weather pattern and warming in the North Atlantic linked to the climate crisis. The Rio Negro has dropped uh, below 13 meters for the first time in its recorded history with a depth of 12.89 meters recorded on Monday. Uh, as, well, uh, as well as anthropomorphic faces and depictions of water, some rocks display grooves that suggest the site was also used to produce stone tools. Carlos mm. Augusto da Silva of the Federal University of Amazonas identified 25 groups of carvings on a single rock, which he believes was used as a whetstone to sharpen various instruments. Quote, this was an area for the preparation of tools. Um, fragments of ceramics thought to be thousands of years old also have been reportedly found at the site, which is home to large indigenous villages in pre-Columbian times. Um, uh, despite being designated an archaeological site, the Ponto das Lajes petroglyphs have not been studied, and the research uh, researchers are estimating their age based on similar rock carvings in other parts of central Amazonia. Um, quote, these locations today, archaeological sites with black soil, large quantities of ceramic fragments and rock carvings tell the region's ancient indigenous history and must be treated with respect by all of us uh, who live in the Manoas today. The archaeologist, uh, archaeologist Philippi, is it Philippi? Filippo Stampanoni. Is that real? Stampanoni Bossi told Amazonia Real. Um, that's interesting. So I got a question. So they're dating those just off context. I don't yeah. know if I get down with that as much. It's just saying, well, it looks and it's about, you know, I don't know. Well, they base it off of similar artwork 
that was similar. So then, hey, these people made this type of art, and we know that they were around at this time. Yeah. And so they can make a connection to that. That's how a lot of, like, anthropology, you know, they're just comparing pot shards and different artwork. So I don't know. I don't know how they date things based off of that, you know, without – and even carbon dating, like we've talked to a bunch of people, is, is kind of not really that trustworthy. I don't you know, know enough to Unless really you're even... digging deep down enough. The, my 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 favorite method of dating is and just when they... You can't carbon date stone, like uh, Chasing Mountbetter says. You can't... Yeah, sure. I, I like when they don't carbon date. I'm just saying like, hey, mm-hmm. we pulled something out of rock that we know the rock is... Two Twenty-seven million, million, whatever years it is. Or, yeah, three. We know years. because there's dinosaurs. There, there's something else there. What? Whatever. I don't know. Even that could be wrong. Again, we. By the way, the universe you know, is only supposed to be thirteen billion. Now it's twenty. Did you know what? That trees weren't even on Earth until five hundred million years ago. There weren't even plants on the land at that point. Where did anybody get any shade? There was no living creatures on Earth. At all. 500 million oh, years ago, sorry. the plants just started evolving. Not even animals. Animals started evolving much, much later. This new Netflix, uh, the, yeah, I know what the, you're talking the about. planet, uh, our planet, is mind-blowing. Yeah. I'm like, wait, so there wasn't even tr- – so really, all life started evolving 500 million years ago. And then it died off like multiple times Met, down to like – There's – exactly. The bare minimum – we're in the fifth right now. The fifth. We're in the fifth, like mass extinction. Mass extinctions coming. I think there's been three, or we're heading into potentially at some point. They're, you know, according to the Mayans and the Vedas and all them, we're heading into the fourth yuga or quatrain, whatever you want to call it, depending on what culture. Um, but I, I, I don't think we're we're there. We're still moving up in civilization. I don't know what's <clears throat> going on anymore. I'm just trying to like. <laughs> I don't. I used to, you know, there are times. Well, there's a lot of information coming at us right now. When we started this show, we, we've had so much more influx of cool people like all you guys in the chat. Word. Hit us up all the time. 100%. Hey, have you heard about this? Or, you know, we're, we're DMing weirdos and Instagram or whether it's Facebook and people are dropping us stuff. And I'm randomly talking people's ears off. Yeah. I can't help it. Yeah. Bub is spe- spreading I mean, the gospel. What I'm, this is just an everyday shirt. I just always wear this. <laughs> like to talk about outer space. Yeah. As uh, somebody gave me a sticker once that said, I love space, both personal and outer. <laughs> uh, we don't have another uh, article. We have one final clip. And um, I think this will be a good one. It'll generate just an interesting conversation. But you can play this last one with uh, Mr. Asimov, Kyle is to introduce the reader to the idea of change. This is Isaac Asimov. Changes that may well be inevitable, but which are not conceivable to the reader. Well, I've said that myself on different times. Uh, The fact is that society is always changing, but the rate of change has been accelerating all through history for Mm -hmm. a variety of reasons. One thing, change is cumulative. The very changes you make make it easier to make further changes. Mm -hmm. It was only with the coming of the Industrial Revolution that the rate of change became fast enough to be visible in a single lifetime. So people were suddenly aware that not only were things changing, but they would continue to change after they died. And that was when science fiction came into 
into uh, being as opposed to fantasy. Industrial revolution yeah, drove uh, science fiction. Because Wells, people knew people that they would die mm-hmm. before they could see possibilities the changes that would happen in the next century. So now we can live through them be. Mm-hmm. as and we dream people them up. decided to make money that the way. The technological drive. Well, as time goes on and the rate of change still continues to accelerate, it becomes more and more important to adjust your what you do today with the fact of change in the future. It's ridiculous to make your plans now on the assumption that things will continue as they are Mm -hmm. now. You have to assume that if something you're doing is going to reach fruition in 10 years, that in those 10 years, changes may take place, and perhaps what you're doing will have no meaning then. So that nowadays, futurism has become an important part of thinking in business, in economics, in politics, in military affairs. At any rate, science fiction is important because it fights the natural notion that people would have that somehow there's something about things the way they are right now, which are permanent. Use your... There you go. So, and this brought me back to, again, like... A broke, a broke clock. What is it? Broke watch is twi- uh, right twice a day. Mm-hmm. Or a stopped clock is right, right twice a day. I feel like a stopped clock sometimes because I feel like I'm right every now and then, like in certain ways where I'm like, yeah, I was right then about that or, you know, whatever. I had this thought like years and years ago, which was like kind of like what I said earlier about when we started the show. I was like, man, I thought I had a good beat on what was going on. I thought I knew what was going on, whether it was Project Bluebeam or whatever the hell is going on. And now I'm like, I don't even know. And what it made me think of was when I was like 25, 26, I swear, I still remember this very vividly. I was trying to imagine, I was trying to get this like way of, of, of this lens of being able to look at the world to understand right and wrong and rules and all this stuff. And just this, this kind of like model, this primer of how to live. Type what thing. you're and supposed to be, maybe. Not even that, just how to act, how to, how to, yeah. based off of this and be based an off of that and that, 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 that and, and, and what I kept coming back to was. Well, that's going to change, and this is it, and, you mm-hmm. know, and that's when it hit me, and I was like, well, okay, like today's Thursday. It's not the same as last Thursday. We just call them Thursdays, but this yeah. Thursday and last Thursday share nothing other than the name we created with them. Five, minute ago, five minutes ago is gone and will never be here again forever. Like what we're doing right now is we're on this rolling rock. Mm-hmm. It is constantly happening. Change is con- – and what he's saying in that too, Asimov is saying – so earlier we couldn't even see that rate of change. Say yeah, because it was moving Westerners so slowly. Or, you know, then, simple it, it, times. I tried to talk to my kids about tablets and cell phones weren't even invented yet when I was a kid. They don't get that. They look at phones and they're they like, think "Oh, this been has here. been around for right. a thousand years." That's like, what we've he's always saying. Had That's Netflix. what he's saying. We've all, like, no, Netflix was in. I got my first subscription of Netflix in probably 2014. Uh, the only my reason wife and I used to go to the red boxes and get the DVDs and then our, bring them back there. Our buddy Toad told me about the documentary "Making a Murder," and that was one of the first oh on that, Netflix that sold me on Netflix, and I started getting Netflix. Oh, I have, we've had Netflix. and paid for it. Well, starting we had, then, yeah, we've yeah, it was like time. 2014. I would cancel it all the time, and so like I try to tell them like. You know, Max and Netflix and Amazon Prime and all these Disney Plus, all this stuff didn't even exist when you guys were babies. Disney Plus wasn't even around. You don't understand. All of, you know, dude, I didn't YouTube. Like, we watched TV on a little tiny black Zenith 
with the old Nintendo hooked up in the basement. And I we've would, talked, I would we've, change. We've talked about I would our change struggles. the channel with my toes. You're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. <laughs> and pull the chair all the way up, and I would change the channels with my feet because we didn't have a remote for it. And that's what the Nintendo was hooked up to. That's what then you know the what? old stereo with the my uncle my uncle Foo said that he had the first television with a remote and it was still connected by a wire. Yeah. Yeah. It was only know. like a ten foot line of remote, but it's like having a remote control for your for your Nintendo Xbox or you know yeah. whatever now with the wire on it. Think about that. We look at all kinds of things with wires anymore. We're like, wow, that's so stupid. Wires are garbage. Even these, like I just I, I understand the necessity of them, but yeah. Well, hard, hardlined, you're always going to get a better connection, whether it's video. Whether, oh, yeah, no, We don't need to go into all know, that. I get whatever. what you're saying. That's why there's still yeah. a lot of cabling, and oh. it's just more You're like my dad. Efficient. My dad just got hearing aids. Yeah. He can take his calls oh, and love, never do anything, right. just start talking. Or he, put on music, you said? We were playing cards, and he started bobbing his head. <laughs> and we were like, what the hell are you doing? And my brother said, oh, he's listening to music. I said, I don't hear anything. He's like, oh, yeah. no, he's just piping it straight into his Bluetooth right. ear uh, headsets. I was like, what? That's insane. Stucky. Hey, Stucky. How you doing, That's buddy? That's our buddy Brad Stucky there in the chat. Spielman playing that Nintendo when my dad came down. Nancy Let's K. not talk about that night. Yeah. Nancy K. My kids love going to Blockbuster. Yeah. We loved going yes. to the video stores back in the day. Picking out movies. Dude, Blockbuster. Here's the thing. Why? I rented Goonies. 11 weekends in a row at the St. Henry video store. Okay? Do you know do you know what was 11 important? weekends in a row. You know what was now, important? Now I can just stream Goonies anytime right. I want. I don't really watch Goonies that much. Right. Cuz it's there. I right. can. I can watch it anytime I want, but I don't. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. But here's the thing. That's the whole thing about the the uh, I'm not going to say it about music cuz I still love Spotify. I don't want to go back to the days of like I bought an album and I liked one song and the rest sucked Yeah. and then you just spent $17. Toadie's Possum Kingdom. Just saying. That's a great album, though. It's okay. The album? Yeah, maybe the I can listen to it. Whatever. Agree to disagree. It was my first album. But um, what I'm saying is with movie rentals, same thing. Like when you went in there, it was like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Like, oh, you have oh, chosen yeah. poorly. <laughs> yeah. You get a movie, you bring it home. Like, <laughs> why did I get a movie where Hulk Hogan is a babysitter? That's a yeah. real film. I don't remember the yeah. name of it. Yeah, it's called. There's babysitter. aliens in there of some yeah. fashion because Hulk Hogan's oh, suburbia. an alien. <laughs> Isn't it called Suburbia? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure. I, I think remember. The Undertaker's in that too. Dude, I remember there might be a bazooka. Who you knows? Know who it was just like they went full. You know what else The Undertaker's in? Loaded what? Critters. I don't. The movie Critters? Stop. The Undertaker's Stop. one of the bad guys. No, he's not. Yeah, no. that comes to wipe out all the critters. There's yeah. no Under, way. Bet me. Stoner, look it up. Necro, you got my back. I know he he would probably know this. Was The Undertaker in... Okay, so what was the Hulk Hogan movie called first? Let's Hulk Hogan at, babysitter movie. Was it called Suburbia? Mr. Mr. McNanny. What? Oh, Mr. Nanny, yeah. Yeah, that might be it. Okay, that's yeah, it. that's right. Suburbia was with Corey Feldman and... Uh, Suburbia is Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, Corey Tom Feldman. Feldman. That's a good film. Yeah, that's, that's pretty film. funny. Uh, but Pretty no, funny. Critters. Look up look up Critters. Critters is a good one. And let's just see real quick. I, I want to just... If, I if, know The Undertaker if was If The Undertaker's... Billy Zane was in Critters? Yes. Shut up. Yeah. You want... Okay, real quick. Critters Attack. I think that's a new reason. I'm going to say something real fast. I think the best movie cast lineup I have ever seen... There he is! <laughs> Shut up. I told you, bro. That's a young Undertaker. 
in Critters 1, the original, not even a sequel. He didn't know. See? Undertaker and another wrestler, I think, was his partner. There were two of them. They had these big, giant oh, guns. He's got the Theo Von Mullet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. this is He's got like the Billy Ray Cyrus. Early 90s, late 80s. <laughs> Dude, I used to love USA Up All Night with Gilbert Godfrey. That's so funny. That's what I would watch. It'd God, be like funny. all those B scary movies. Critters and um, so ghoulies. Funny. Ghoulies is the one where the weird creatures would come up, came up through the toilet. And I don't I, remember that one. I remember House. And when I was a kid, House I wouldn't wouldn't take a one. duke on the toilet for like a week. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Just From watching Ghoulies. Drop one out in the alley. Mulberry. Mulberry Street. I was scared. There's Ghoulie coming up. Put it, in, put it in a brown paper sack and <laughs> light it on fire at the neighbor's yeah. porch. What? Yeah. Oh, man. Too I funny. love critters. Don't we all, Nancy? Don't we all? Oh, that's funny. Uh, the Gate. Yep. That was a great one. I appreciate that. Remember I Chud. I don't remember Chud chasing mound builders. Um, but anyways, we could go on and on about B-80s movies. Oh, that's what it was. Huh? Just I got to say this real quick. Mm-hmm. Anybody ever watch Mars Attacks? Yes, of course. Tell me With that's Jack. Not, tell me that's not the best lineup. It's a really it's an all-star cast. You want me Jack to just give Nicholson, you from memory who I can Jack give Nicholson you? Jack Nicholson is the president any of place, the United States. And he plays two parts in that movie. Oh, yeah? He also plays the casino owner. Oh, God. So Jack Nicholson plays two he parts. Did. Hold on. I'll give you just from memory what I memorized as the parts, and then I'll quit. Okay. Jack Nicholson plays two parts. Jim Brown's in that movie. Yep, sure is. Michael J. Fox. Holy shit. Martin Short. Sarah Holy Jessica shit. Parker. What? Glenn Close. Wow. Jack Black. Jack Black? He had to be that. had to be one of his first movies ever. There's seven already. Wait, what is Jack Black? He's like a younger, like, war general or well, Jack, uh, enlisted uh, uh, recruit in the army. Jack Black was in Cable Guy. He was, yeah. Yeah. Not Seven, a lot of people remember like, that. Who else is in that? I know there's more than that, but like Michael J. Fox, Martin That's Short. Crazy. It's just the dumbest lineup of characters in this Tim Burton movie about Martians that come down on like, Did he ah, write that? Ah, That's ah, not ah, a ah, Tim Burton film, is it? It's a it? Tim Burton movie. But he, I, he directed it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I don't know. Yeah. It's a great film. One of my favorites. Annette Benning. There you go. Annette Benning. Pierce wow. Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, Annette Benning. And I just go made my wife on. watch uh, Arrival, The Arrival the other day. Did you ever watch that? Arrival's great. Charlie uh, Sheen. With, yeah, Charlie Sheen. and Where the alien's legs bend backwards. Yeah. And they're heating up the planet. Yeah. He goes down to Mexico. and hmm Dude, just weird. Danny DeVito's in it, too. Thank you, Necro. What? Yeah. Danny DeVito's in that movie, too. God, I got to rewatch Mars Attacks. Mars I'll Attacks. I'll tell you what. Last time I probably saw Mars Attack was at the Amishville USA campground in Burn, Indiana. They were showing it when I was a kid <laughs> at the campground. Wait, why were the Amish They're, watching Mars Attacks? It's not the Amish. <laughs> the Amish weren't watching. The campground's just called Amishville USA because oh, okay. it's in Amishville. Now, okay. you yeah, I thought you were in a barn no, watching no, Mars Attacks, no, turning butter. Now, I did hang out with, raising the, a barn. with the Amish and go fishing with them. Yeah, I but let they them all ride spoke my bike Dutch. once I couldn't, I couldn't speak to any of them. They all spoke Dutch. Yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker, yeah. Yeah, freaky deaky Dutch. Yeah, so yeah. that's where I saw Mars Attacks for the first time. Amishville USA Campground. I burn Indiana. Here's the funny thing. When I watched that movie as a kid, I yeah. was so young, I didn't recognize all the great actors. No, in it. I, didn't I didn't either. get it, and it wasn't funny to me. Yeah. It just, I thought it was, was going to be like funny. A, no, I was a kid. It was. I'm again, the one that told you to rewatch Step Brothers too, because you, you did. said that wasn't. You funny. did. God, you blew it on but that one. In, in my office, 
Mm-hmm. I have a picture that I printed off of the alien from Mars Attacks, and I yeah. colored all that in. Is that how oh, much I love that image? that is that, yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, that's that's my... <laughs> the Mars, Mars Attacks the Amish Theater play. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. All I can think of is... Uh, Randy Quaid! Oh, Randy Quaid's that's right. Necro, all I can Dude. think of is the Simple Jack version of Mars Attacks. Oh, God. If we did it Amish style. Well, Jack, don't. <laughs> That's a Tropic Thunder. <laughs> when he gets put reference. in that, that camp and they're like shoving that lady's dentures in his mouth. God. <laughs> they can put him on the, the Simple Jack theater play. That's terrible. So I, you could not make uh, <laughs> Tropic, Tropic Thunder, Thunder today. You, oh you could my not God. make that movie today. I told Mike the first time, I will never forget watching that film. We were travel nursing. We're in California. We drove to Big Sur. We stayed at Dietchen's, this little like uh, uh, Dutch or, or Hollander yeah, style inn or whatever cabin. It was a great place, up right? In the mountains. Went to the cat. Uh, went to the uh, hot tubs that night. But we watched Tropic Thunder before we went there, and I was just in like disbelief. I was crying. It's like, pretty epic, dude. The, just the first opening scene was so good. Yeah, so funny. But I wish they made movies like that now. Today, you can't. Too many people get mad at you for making that. Oh man, Spirit Shop had a huge Mars Attacks animatron this year. Nice, nice, That's cool. Nancy. Yeah, it's 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 again. I Shout I think it's Spirit just Shop. it's probably going to become one of my annual films for Halloween time for some reason. Sure, I just love Mars Attacks. Yep, you couldn't make Overboard today either. Tricking what? No, you oh, could yeah, make, though, you yeah. could not make Necro, Overboard. That's good, good point. It's basically slavery. Well, you know, right. And mind control. Tricking it's and an infirmed, MK Ultra. As, as, as he so delicately put it, <laughs> tricking an infirmed person to be in your family. Yeah. It's kind of like the Hey, Cosmo. Tombs, Tom yeah. B. Stone. What's happening, buddy? Yeah. Tom B. Stone. Uh, too much. You put this baby to bed? Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep making movie references. Yeah. That's where my <laughs> brain's at today. You guys are great. Oh, man. All right, guys. Tombs, Born Not to Run, Necro, Agak. Nancy, everybody in the chat. We saw Stooky in there tonight. Uh, Cryptids of the Corn Cheers. was in here. Uh, make sure you guys go follow Necro Mechanimal on Instagram, who does all the dopest artwork for us. We appreciate the hell out of you. Check out the merch store. Check out the merch store. Again, thestrangeroadmerch.com. It's linked above. Um, please like, subscribe, and share this video if you want. Um, and again, sorry guys, free ship. We're extending the free shipping. Use the code free ship, all one word, all caps, F R E E S H I P. Um, and that's all linked above. And we appreciate the heck out of all you guys, you know, born not to run. Uh, we have a lot of people in there that have been supporting the merch store, um, Stoner's parents, the Stoner's dad and, and Stoner's mom and, and Stoner's brothers and, and uh, we appreciate you know, you. your sister yeah, and, yeah. you know, Jumping anybody else that purchased some stuff. We appreciate you. And it's helps us fund all these operations. So, you know, it's going to help us a lot. We would love a lot of things to just do the show 
and get to a place where we can uh, fund ourselves and be able to go out do and some excursions, do some stuff with Jesus Pion Jr. or come meet some people um, in person, go shoot more documentaries and fun stuff like the Serpent Mountain Impact Crater and yeah. some of those things. Yeah, we're so, getting there. Yeah, we're, we're trying to do, we have big, big dreams and visions and hopes. And, um, but you know, like everything, it takes money. You got to crawl to walk and walk yep. to run. So we're, we're going through that evolutionary process right now. Yeah, and hit us up if you guys want us to cover anything. You want us to uh, tell us a story, drop that in the Facebook group. Yep. Um, if there's something you want us to cover on Strange Happenings, if there's an episode or a researcher, reach out. Uh, you can DM me. I run the Instagram page, um, at The Strange Road. Uh, Bob runs the Twitter page, Stoners yep. over on TikTok. So hit us up if you guys have you know, anybody that you think would be a great person to have on the show. Um, you know, we want this to be an interactive experience for all of you, and uh, we appreciate all the input. More input, the better. The better we can make the show. So. That's right. That's right. Help us help you. Let's keep making it strange. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Check out the merch store. Master Control. You know where to find us on all the social media platforms. Um, you know, come hang out. That's keep right. hanging out. Disbro Stoner, you're the best. Master Control. Yep. I'm a, and I'm our special good. guest toad tonight. There he is. Look at that. Hard at work helping out the bros. <laughs> we got a full boat. All right, guys. That's it. Um, much love and we're out. Take care, guys. Peace. Later, guys.